Season 1, Episode 74, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John Chapter 20, Verses 1 Through 31. If I was going to give a title to this message, I would call it The Bodily Resurrection of Jesus Christ on the First Day of the Week. All right, so, uh, and I, I guess I'll explain why I would name it that as I go through, if I remember. Anyway, um, let me, <laughs> I better do it now. Okay, I'll call it that because he was separated from his body because he said to the thief on the cross, this day you'll be with me in paradise. His body was taken down off the cross and buried. I think it was in the tomb for three days. or for It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Rose from the dead uh, sometime during the first day. Uh, I don't think the stone was rolled away to let him out. He appeared when all the doors were shut, and he appeared and disappeared on the road to Emmaus. Um, he's got a resurrected body. He can pretty much travel uh, the way we can't. But at the same time, he has a physical body. He offered Thomas to put his hand in his side and all of that. And, and uh, we'll get to that. That's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. But anyway, the resurrection. You know, I, I've told you that in Hebrews 6.1, it says um, that... Uh, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of, foundation of six things. Foundation of, foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of the laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. So this, to me, is the best case study we have of the resurrection of the dead. He was only in the tomb for three days, but so the thief on the cross, uh, you know, I, I think he went with, when he died, he went, you know, Jesus. he went with Jesus. They broke his legs, and that's when they found out that Jesus was dead. So maybe Jesus just hung around a little while to lead him to paradise. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure he was uh, he was separated from his body and they buried the body and, and that body I guess will be one of the one of the ones resurrected at the rapture um, because he doesn't need a spiritual body Jesus needed one because he's going to interact with people and that's the way I understand the resurrection of the dead so maybe as I go through this I'll explain it better but um, he was separated from his body like my wife is absent body present with the Lord that's what happens to us now before Christ died and rose again, you were absent from your body and kind of absent from the Lord, but you were in a place called paradise and you had David for company and you had Abraham and all the other believers. And believers, I don't know if you've been around very many of them, but they're pretty nice people to be around. I've found them very nice to be around. When I went to Honduras to help my wife get my son John adopted there, uh, I just fellowshiped with believers down there. Didn't speak a word of Spanish. They didn't speak a word of English. But they had a Spanish Bible and I had an English Bible. And, and I would say, you know, John 3.16. And, and we would just give each other verses. And I remember this, this young man, uh, would say, and I was a young man back then, but he would say, muy claro, muy claro. You know, and so we were just fellowshipping. And... Um, just enjoying the the presence and uh, stories that could be told for the last uh, now Abraham's bosom has, has left so when I say that 
Uh, no, no, I, 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 I take it back. The, the thief on the cross went to heaven. He didn't have to stay in paradise hardly at any time at all because he would have been taken up uh, when Jesus left. And I'll, I'll explain that more as we go through this story. Okay, so we're going to talk about the resurrection of the dead. Jesus uh, appears to Mary Magdalene. The first time she goes to the tomb, he does, he doesn't, she doesn't see him. She just she sees that the, the tomb is open, so she runs back and tells Peter and John they've stolen the body. That's her assumption. Peter and John run there. Peter goes in. He, he loses the race, but he goes in uh, first, and uh, John also goes in, and they see the grave clothes wrapped, uh, linen clothes, um, the, the linen clothes lying, and they, and, and it says that uh, then went in also the other disciple which came first to the sepulcher, which would be John. John always likes to refer to himself in the third person as the disciple Jesus loved, and saw and believed. So some people that I look up to in my Christian life, one of them, Dr. Moon, who passed away in the 80s, but he really thought that, that the unmolested uh, um, grave clothes, that, that they had wrapped them around Jesus, and if the 100 pounds of, uh, of uh, myrrh and aloe had any liquid to it, it could have been like paper mache. I mean, it could have, these, in three days, these could have hardened into like paper mache. And th it says that the cloth was taken off the head and on examining there would be a hollow set of of, uh, of grave clothes. Paper mache if you know what that is. Anyway, I'm not sure I buy that. Uh, I think Dr. Moon would, would say that what happened was they deflated and I don't know very much about $200,000 worth of, of uh, um, myrrh and 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 uh, aloe, but anyway, um, so I don't know if they would have been moist or dried like paper mache. But anyway, if they were just a, they weren't unwrapped. You know, you take an ace bandage off, and if you wrap it up, you roll it up, or you just throw it on the. You know, obviously, it's been unwrapped. It doesn't sound like these were unwrapped. And the only thing that I can say that gives any credence to this theory at all is verse 8. And when the other disciple, John, which came to the sepulcher, which came first to the sepulcher, so John had to point that out, that he, he won the race. Uh, I just touched the screen and now it, it jumped on me here. Um... um Okay, the other disciple which came to the, uh, first to the sepulcher, he saw and believed. What did he see? He saw the grave clothes um, lying, deflated, if you will. Hey, you know, if you think the body, you know, Jesus slowly unwrapped himself or whatever, that's fine. You can believe. It sounds like he passes through things. He passes through doors. He passes through, he's in their midst in the upper room. As we go through this, you'll see all these points I'm trying to make here. So try to keep an open mind. And I, you know, I'm not being dogmatic at all about any of this. I, I you know, seeing the res resurrected Savior would be enough for me. So I don't need the, the undisturbed grave clothes to make me any more of a believer. I, I didn't even need to see the, I just needed to know that, that there was a free gift. I could repent of my dead works, my very best works, 
and I could trust in a God that loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that's all I needed. I needed to know it was a gift and that God loved everyone and offers it to everyone. And he only take it by faith, not by works. All right, so um, we're going to talk about Jesus appearing to the disciples, Jesus appearing to Thomas, and the purpose of the book, which I have memorized, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. So that's the purpose of the book of John. And, um, you know, if you're not a believer at the end of this, go back and listen to it again or, or whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, John 3.16 is, is, is an important passage for me. But All right, so now we're going to start. And we're going to start with, um, where are we at here? I just wanted to check the time. Okay. Um, I didn't need to do this. Okay. Sorry. We're nine minutes in. I just wanted to see how. All right. I need an engineer, but I don't have one. But that's okay. It's a one-man show. And it's pretty much a one-take show. Unless I really, I only, only had a copyright thing. I sang a song that I, I couldn't verify it was uncopyrighted. Uh, not anyway. It doesn't matter. I, I I sang a song that was by Fanny Crosby, uh, "Blessed Assurance," I think it was, and that's one of my favorite songs. All right, John chapter twenty, verse one. The first day of the week cometh, and hopefully everybody knows that the first day of the week is Sunday. Uh, the seventh day of the week is Saturday, and uh, Mary, came Mary Magdalene. Cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark. Uh, unto the sepulcher, the rich man's tomb, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. That's as close as she got. I, that might have been as close as I got. You know, I wouldn't have thought resurrection, sorry, um, probably. Uh, a lot of these people were not, Thomas definitely didn't believe in it, even when everybody said they saw him. But, but um, she took off. And it, I think Golgotha was near the city where, the, where he was crucified. The sepulcher, it says, was near where he was crucified. So this is a pretty short run back to wherever the disciples are held up. I mean, maybe the upper room. I, I don't know uh, where they were just there 24 hours earlier. Okay, so... Um, so, okay. Uh, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was dark. Uh, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark unto the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. And again, I would argue that that stone was rolled away not so that uh, Peter could go in. He was the first to go in. Uh, but so that... Uh, not, it was not for Jesus to get out, but so, so that Peter could come in. Then, uh, the resurrected body is pretty amazing. Uh, I don't think my wife has it yet. She'll have it uh, when the dead in Christ rise at the rapture. Then, but she's fine. She's pre the Lord is a spirit and must be worshipped in spirit and truth. So she's doing. She's a great cloud of witnesses. So she's doing fine. So she's just not interfacing with people, and I'm, you know, I, that would kind of spook me out. But it kind of spooks these people. And Jesus always, when he appears to these people, has to say, "It be peace, peace, no problem here." Um, 
Anyway, okay, ch verse 2, chapter 20, verse 2. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. So, you know, you, you say, well, he's so humble he doesn't name himself. Uh, but he cannot usually refer to himself without saying, you know, Jesus loved me the most. Whom Jesus loved and saith unto them. So Mary Magdalene says unto Peter, Simon Peter and John. They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. So, again, she didn't go check. She just uh, made that assumption. I, I'm, I'm making the assumption she didn't check. Didn't say she checked, so she doesn't say that she looked in. She's just making an assumption. It's the fog of war, if you will. Anyway, all right. Um, chapter 20, verse 3. Peter, therefore, went forth. Peter, he's gone out of the room. Uh, he's kind of the leader, possibly the oldest. Uh, the other disciple uh, came and came to the sepulcher. So Peter left and then the other disciple left. So they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter. He's a little, Peter's, you know, a little older. And uh, this young guy, John, beat him. And came first to the sepulcher. And he, stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes. Peter came. So he's the first one to look in. Peter came first to look into the sepulcher. And stooping down, looking in, he saw the linen clothes lying and went in. And went he... Oh, I'm, I'm, man, I'm sorry. Okay, you wouldn't know I've listened to this four times trying to get it right. But welcome to my world. Uh, of dyslexia. Chapter 20, verse 4. So they ran both together. The other disciple did outrun Peter and came first, and, and John came first to the sepulcher and stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about the head, not laying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself, which is, you know, kind of puzzling, but um, to me a little bit. Then maybe the head wrapping was laid together. Maybe there was some special thing there. But anyway, verse 8. Then went in also John, the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher. In my own defense, it would be easier if John would just call himself John or say I, but he's got to call himself the other disciple. Anyway, and John saw and believed. So, Dr. Dr. Um, uh, oh, golly. Um, Moody Bible Institute. Dr. Moon. Not the Korean guy, but Dr. Moon of Moody Bible Institute. By the way, I recommend his videos highly. You can find them online. Any science sermons from science videos by Dr. Moon, they are talked about by anybody that's ever seen them. And I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about them. Some famous people talk about them. Uh, they are very incredible. Dr. Moon just really uh, thought that this was true. And I'm, I'm not going to present it that dogmatically, but, but the point... One point in his favor was that John believed when he 
when he saw, and and again we're assuming what he saw was the the undisturbed grave, grave clothes, either inflated or deflated, uh, whatever you believe. Uh, and you're welcome not to believe either one of those things. I'm not sure I believe anyone. I don't think they're required. They're just trying to understand what's going on here. For as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. So they're, you know, how could they not know that? But, uh, I mean, Jesus spent three years with them, but I guess he didn't get everything taught. Or they didn't believe everything. That's obvious. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> then the disciples, that would be John and Peter, went away unto their own home. So I don't know if the two are staying together or what. I haven't quite got this figured out. It sounds like it's still the same first day of the week. Mary Magdalene. So um, Mary stood without at the sepulcher. So she's followed them. John doesn't really explain that here. She stood without the sepulcher weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. And she sees something different than Peter and John. She sees two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, which would be the grave clothes, I think, would identify the body there. But whatever. Uh, Where the body of Jesus had laid. I think the grave clothes would the undisturbed grave clothes. It says they're lying there, so you can figure it's a pile of unwrapped rags or they just deflated and... Or if you really want to push it, their paper mache in the shape of a body, but the the, the head was in, so you could look in and see it was hollow or something. I, I have no idea. I, I, I probably shouldn't have brought it up, but couldn't resist. All right, chapter twenty, verse thirteen. And they say unto her, the, the the angels say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Mary Magdalene says says unto the angels, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back. So she's leaving. I don't know if she, did it say she went in? Uh, she looked in. I don't know if she went in. Anyway, I think she saw the angels and now she's leaving. He probably would want to give the angels some room. I would. I know that. Um, and when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto Mary Magdalene outside the tomb, Woman, why weepest thou? Exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. That the punctuation is the same as uh, the angels. Whom seekest thou? She, supposing Jesus to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne, carried him away, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. She just wants the the body to be... I think she brought spices and stuff. The other Gospels, they give more of a play-by-play. John is the color guy. And maybe I should have not gone first with John, but I did. Jesus saith unto her, Mary... Jesus saith unto her, Mary... She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, 
Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and to your Father and to my God and to your God. I want to explain verse 17 because I think it's very powerful and I haven't heard too many people explain it. I heard one of my Bible college professors, I'll call him Bob, um, one of my Bible college professors explained this to me, drew it on the board, I understood it. Anyway, um, it goes back, and I'm, I'm going to be a little more dogmatic about this than I am the, uh, the grave clothes. Because this to me just really makes good sense. This is the first person to see the risen Savior. He has been physically in, uh, par- uh, not physically, physically he's been in a tomb. His body's been in a tomb. But he's separated from his body. Spiritually he's been in paradise, preaching to the prisoners of paradise, which is not a bad thing. And the stories they could tell. And, and we're talking 2,000 years ago, so these guys were only prisoners for 2,000 years. So... Um, I think. I think there's been different resurrections. The grave has given them their dead. And they're going to the next one, maybe the last one, will be, uh, well, maybe there's one at the, at the Great White Throne. I don't know. But um, the, the next one, let's put it that way, is the rapture. The dead in Christ shall rise first and we which are alive. But they, they come back and fight at Armageddon, so they need their bodies at that point. So... I don't know if we'll need our bodies in new heaven and a new earth. It sounds like a physical place. I'll, I'll take whatever God wants to give me. Anyway, but but touch me not. This is a big deal what's happening right here. Jesus is behind him. Are The graves are opened, it says, and at, at his death on the cross. And he is, I think, reuniting the 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 saints and the believers in paradise with their bodies. This is a resurrection of the dead, one of the six things we're supposed to study. And fundamental principles of Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 is the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgments. And so I'm trying to explain that to you. But anyway, he's he's taking, paradise is empty today. We're now, since Christ died and led captivity captive, which he's doing right here in verse 17, he's leading uh, this entourage of millions of people. I don't know how many believers there's been since uh, the flood or, or when, whenever the last resurrection was. Um, we're talking Abraham, so we're talking about Genesis chapter 11. So Abraham's bosom and Abraham's there. You know, Read Luke 16 if you want to see a conversation between uh, the man in, in the hell part of Sheol and Abraham in the paradise part of, in a great gulf fixed between Luke chapter 6. And and draw a circle on a piece of paper, put put a, a big uh, gulf in the middle, put a, a, a no man's land in the middle, and then on one side, uh, write paradise. On the other side, put um, hell. And you, you know, this day you'll be with me in paradise. But Jesus has been in paradise for three days, and he's leaving on the first day of the week. And and Mary Magdalene just, to, I think they did this, you know, Jesus timed this just so we'd have a clue on, you know, understanding Scripture. And again, Bob was the only person I've ever heard 
say this, and I heard it 40-some years ago, but I've been teaching it ever since. But touch me not, for I am not ascended to the Father. This is a big, you know, people did not, Abraham was not allowed, let me put it that way, to be in the presence of God in heaven until Christ had paid, until Christ led captivity captive to heaven. It was not in the Old Testament, absent body in the present, present with the Lord. That's a New Testament thing, which I'm looking forward to greatly. But but I'm happy to stay. Trust me, I'm happy to do these podcasts. I'm happy to to maybe lead people to the Lord. Wow, that's what I pray about. I don't pray that He comes. I don't pray for the rapture. I don't pray for the second coming. That's not my problem. I'm I you know maybe if you're suffering then then you can pray for that stuff. But but I'm not. I'm I'm the eleventh hour worker, and I'm not in the heat of the day. But anyway, back to verse seventeen. Jesus saith unto the woman, Touch me not, don't defile me. For I'm going to the Father. And I'm coming from paradise and I'm letting leaving these people. You're still, you know, we still haven't worked all this out yet, I guess. You know, there was a transitional period till Pentecost, whatever. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit and God actually lives inside the believer now. now touch me not, for I am not ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren, again, <laughs> second time today, and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and to my God and to your God. So she's got great news now. She's got, I have seen the Savior. Guess what? Mary Magdalene did exactly what she was sold in verse 18. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples. I think you could run that in in five, depending on where in Jerusalem they were at, you know, easily within an hour. I'm sure you could walk it. I bet she was running. But she came and told the disciples. Now, I don't know if that's just Peter and John or who it is. It's still, as far as I know, the first day of the week. Um, So Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these words. What words? Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go tell the brethren... And say unto them, I ascend to my Father, and to your Father, and to my God, and to your God. Now, he can't say that to you unless God is your Father, unless you've been born again. And I'll tell you what I did. I repented of my dead works, which my, were my very best works. I told you about save, helping save a kid from drowning, and you know that would be my ace in the hole. But I was already a believer when I went to that, so I never thought, oh, well, here's a great story. I, before I was... A believer, I would pick up a hitchhiker back when we did that and think, man, if we get in a car wreck, I might get, I, I might got a shot at heaven. Picking up hitchhikers is not the wages of sin. The wages of sin is death. It's either yours, eternal separation from God, or Jesus' death on the cross for your sins. You make that call. I'm going with the Lamb of God. And I encourage you to do the same thing. All I can do is tell you the truth. You have to believe it. Mary Magdalene came and told his disciple, the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these words unto her. Jesus appears to the disciples the same day. So I don't know if she's in the room. Um, I don't know if they've all gotten together. I mean, Peter's had time to get them together. He's gone and seen the empty tomb, and but they don't know about the resurrection. They don't know, you know, somebody stole the body, what's going on. Now she's bringing word that you know, maybe this is in the upper room. I mean, they did have it rented. Maybe they had it rented for an extra day. Anyway, 
the same day at even, so I th think this was just the, the sun was setting because that would be the, the first day of the week. The first day of the week, sun sets, you start the second day. That's the way the Jewish people do it to this day. Uh, I had a, a, a doctor friend of mine, an eye doctor friend of mine. He, he would, if he had a Jewish man in his chair and it was dark and it gets dark early because of time saving, you know, daylight savings and all of that in the wintertime, he would walk them down uh, to the elevator, uh, go inside and push the one floor and, and then walk out just so they could get to the floor and then they'd have to wait for somebody else to open the door because they don't work on the Sabbath. On a Friday afternoon, they, don't, they, don't, they won't open a door. Uh, the ones that are, you know, really um, whatever. Uh, what's the right word? There's a word for Jewish people like that, and it escapes me right now. But, but they're very uh, regimented in their beliefs. I, you know, they wear the prayer cloth, and they all wear all that stuff. Anyway, um, and you're probably screaming the name of what I'm trying to say right now, but that's all right. All right, Jesus. And Thomas. Verse 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So he came to, I don't know, ten disciples. Judas wasn't there and Thomas wasn't there. The other disciples therefore said unto Thomas, known as Doubting Thomas, We have seen the Lord. Thomas said unto the other disciples, Except I shall see his hands and the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Next verse. And after eight days again, his disciples were within. I don't know if this is their favorite meeting place or what. John really doesn't tell us. <coughs> we just have to guess. But I think they are, you know, kind of in fear for their lives a little bit. They, they're, they're, I mean, uh, who, who, uh, who bought the tomb? Who bought? We just studied him in the last chapter. Joseph of Arimathea was afraid of the Jews, so these fishermen might might have good reason to be afraid too. They just crucified. Uh, Jesus. So, anyway, after eight days again, his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in their midst. It wasn't like he was in the corner of the room. He just appears in the midst. And of course, the first words out of his mouth is, Peace unto you. Because, you know, he could probably hear the gasps. Whatever. Who is this? What's going on? Verse 27. Then saith Thomas, then saith Jesus to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. Reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord 
And my God, I think you need a moment like that. I don't know if you need a moment that dramatic. I don't know. I'm not sure I had one. I just, the guy convinced me that the scriptures were true, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, John 3, 16, and a lot of other verses. The wages of sin is death, not good works. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I said, okay, the wages of sin is death, not good works. I, you know, lest any man should boast. Okay, I, I believe it. And when that girl said, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven, I said, you're right. And that's when I felt a little joy. I felt a little peace. I, when I agreed with her that, that uh, I was going to heaven when I died. She was just assuming I trusted Christ. She saw me pray with this guy out on the patio. And she was, going to, she was a freshman in Bible college and, and became a very good friend of mine. We'll call her Sue. Anyway, um, Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Be- Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen me and yet have believed. I didn't see him. And I'm just as blessed as Thomas. I, you know, uh, you know, if you don't believe right now, chances are you never will. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, I heard the gospel and I believed it a year later, so I, I don't want to put that on you. But, but you got no guarantee on tomorrow. Say of the Lord, if you live, you'll do this or that. It doesn't say, you know, I will do this or that. Say, if the Lord will, I will live and do this or that. So. You got no guarantee on tomorrow. I'd trust Christ if I were you. But anyway, um, but you know, I, I, I really don't believe it was any easier for, for a disciple to trust in Christ than it was for us. Judas didn't. What was he thinking? Now, that was, you know, 11 out of 12. Well, 10 out of 12 until Thomas believed. But anyway, I, I don't think, you know, I think Thomas would have believed presented with scripture if you live today. That's my personal take on it, but you can believe whatever you want. Verse 30 and 31. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. He's preparing them to turn the world upside down with the Holy Spirit, which they do. It's 2021 because of what I'm telling you right now. In the very last verse here, I have memorized. But these are written. Well, let me read the verse. I don't have 30 memorized. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Almost left out the Son of God. But I I don't know what you have to believe about Jesus Christ. I believed in the God that sent him. I believed in the God of John 3.16. So it's just that's who I believed in. And Jesus said, um, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. So I'm, I'm okay to believe in God. If you want to believe... I don't. I pray to God the Father. That's who Jesus prayed to Father. Calls us His brothers. I really don't understand it. Whatever. That's just the way I was brought up. Now, if you want to pray to Jesus, more power to you. That's fine. I, I pray to God the Father. And I and and I tell you, by elevating Jesus, 
you are not diminishing God the Father. You are praising God the Father. I mean, over and over again, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus did this, to the glory of God the Father. Jesus, you know, Jesus is this person, to the glory of God the Father. God our Savior. So, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. You figure that out. We've been talking about the Trinity a little bit with the resurrection of the dead. He was separated from his body. He got his body back. Now I guess he's in heaven. I think Abraham gets the dead in Christ raised at the, at, at the crucifixion. So they got their resurrected bodies. I don't know if he makes it. The sea gives up its dead. I don't know how that works. Uh, the only way I could get into Arlington was, was and I, when Barb talked about it, that's where she wanted to be uh, inurned. It was to be cremated. So, uh, you know, at least all my uh, dust is in one place. Uh, so, at any rate. All right. So, um, all right. Let me just read this one more time. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. The might is not, oh, maybe, I hope, I you know, I hope I'm good enough. No. The might is, I hope you trust Christ as your Savior. I hope you believe like Thomas did. Like I did. Like a lot of my friends did. And I will say adios, which means to God. And I will say via condios, which means goes with God, go with God. Uh, and happy Easter this Sunday. <laughs>